Good evening. Welcome back to Nightmare Theater, episode 5 of an open book club for nightmares. This week, we're going to be talking about rare parasomnias. Or rather, I should say, we're going to be talking about parasomnias that I didn't talk about in episode 3. It's going to be a good one. After that, we're going to read some stories from Reddit, as usual. something a little different plan for that and then at the very end of tonight's episode I do have another viewer submitted uh, nightmare to read so I'm pretty excited for that as well Um, but as usual let's begin with this presentation just want to check. Perfect. Alright, so as mentioned before, what we're going to be talking about today aren't necessarily any more rare than the parasomnias we discussed in episode 3, but there are additional ones that I wanted to go over. And they're maybe a little less glamorous than what we discussed in episode 3. So you can see at the bottom here, we'll be omitting night terrors and sleep paralysis, which we discussed previously but we'll be talking about some things that are closely related to night terrors, certainly. Um, So, of course, what you see in the table of contents here, this is an incomplete list of parasomnias. Um, And I kind of omitted, as well, ones that I didn't mention here, which I just thought were sort of just more medical and they didn't really have much of a spooky element to them, but that's fine. So starting with some of the parasomnias that happen during the REM cycle of sleep. So you may recall two weeks ago I touched on REM sleep behavior disorder very briefly. Um, And if you recall it's sort of the polar opposite to the mechanism that causes sleep paralysis. So I'll just refresh your memory on that again. So in REM sleep Uh, one of the cycles of sleep, the last cycle of sleep, that's when you dream. That's when your heart beats quickly, your eyes move rapidly, and it's a more active form of sleep than other parts of the sleep cycle. So as a way of protecting you, you, your brain will shut down your body during the REM cycle of sleep, and only during the REM cycle. And the way it does this is by using GABA, which is an inhibitory neurotransmitter. And GABA binds to the receptors on your motor neurons and hyperpolarizes them, meaning they can't fire. So your body is essentially paralyzed. And this is what then causes sleep paralysis if those receptors aren't unbound when you wake up, as they should be. Uh, You will wake up, but your body won't have been able to move yet essentially so the opposite of this this means that GABA isn't binding to those receptors as it should be or as tightly or whatever the case may be and so as a result you are not paralyzed during the REM cycle of sleep so your your motor neurons are fully functional and this is what is referred to as REM sleep behavior disorder so The problem with this is that as you dream, you're going to be flailing around and acting crazy because you're going to be acting out your dream, essentially. Um, And again, atonia is what it's called when you, this like this natural paralysis that occurs. Uh, And it is often, uh, when it's absent, it's more common in adults. So older adults actually tend to have this REM sleep behavior disorder more frequently than younger people. Uh, And it causes them to act out their dreams, as I mentioned, and this can lead to bruising, lacerations, fractures to themselves or others, uh, as well as even in some cases death. And this applies as well to um, sleepwalking, these risk factors, but that has a different mechanism of coming into being. Uh, sorry, I don't think in the table of contents I actually went down what we were going to be talking about, but that is one of the things, is uh, sleepwalking. So, 
it's been suggested in the past as a treatment for both sleepwalking and for REM sleep behavior disorder, tethering to the bed. So actually physically restraining yourself before you go to sleep or placing some other barricade perhaps in front of your door or some sort of pillow fort or something like that to try to reduce the chances of you harming yourself. Um, another treatment they've found uh, melatonin is supposed to help with this if you take that uh, and you have REM sleep di a behavior disorder that should correct it to a certain extent. 90% um, of people who have this affliction are male and most of them are over the age of 50. Uh, although it's thought that there could be more cases in females, but they go undiagnosed because their dreams tend to be less violent, uh, which we saw in some of the uh, themes discussion that we discussed last week. Um, it is not known... Oh, sorry, no. It's likely to be hereditary, uh, but the exact genetics aren't known. Uh, and it can be associated with neurodegenerative, neurodegenerative disease uh, and can also involve vocalizing and yelling and swearing the way you would if, you know, something was happening in a dream that would call for that. It can also be caused by substance abuse and withdrawal and certain antidepressants. Another uncommon parasomnia that can occur during the REM cycle of sleep catathrenia. So this is a sleep-related breathing disorder, and it, what happens is while you're asleep, you'll take a big inhale, and then you'll hold your breath, and then you will exhale in a, a type of a grunt or a moan, and it's different to snoring, because snoring is when you inhale, uh, that's what makes the sound. But in this case, it's a slow exhale that's often accompanied by a high pitch squeak or groaning sound. Um, it's up for debate whether this is caused by a physical or a neurological uh, phenomenon. And it's unusual for this to actually affect oxygen saturation. So it's not considered dangerous, but it can be alarming to bed partners who generally report hearing uh, the person taking the, the deep breath, holding it, slowly exhaling, in that high-pitched squeak or groaning sound. Now, getting into some of these non-REM uh, parasomnias. So these are very, very interesting to me. So it's understood a little bit better, actually, how, as you know, I described the mechanism even of how REM sleep behavior disorder works. But for sleepwalking and things that happen in deep sleep, a lot less is known, which makes them scarier in my opinion. But confusional arousal. So this is sort of the very base level of delta sleep movements. And we're going to go through the ringer of delta sleep movements, uh, <laughs> you know, all the ones under the sun pretty much in this uh, presentation. So delta sleep again is deep sleep. It's when your brain waves are the you know the least active your brain it's the least active your brain ever is other than in death um, and you're not supposed to be dreaming during this time which sort of adds to the mystery because you don't have that enhanced brain activity but if you recall two weeks ago night terrors occur during this deep cycle of sleep uh, and that's an, an extreme you know version of movement uh, as the result of the the parasomnia and night terrors but Confusional arousal, again, is that base level. So this looks like somebody wakes up, but only partially. And this is in deep sleep again, so their body isn't paralyzed. And they'll often sit up in bed, look around, and then fall back to sleep. This is what's happening in, in most cases. I mean, if it goes beyond that, then it's, by definition, no longer just confusional arousal. Um, it's, it would have a different more intense name. Uh, but it occurs in 18.5% of children and about 4% of adults, which is similar um, to sleepwalking. So there, I've got a lot to say about sleepwalking, and there's a lot of different uh, kinds about it, and I, I was finding this very interesting earlier reading through it. Um, and by the way, before I get into it, 
Uh, I think of all the old creepy paintings I've shown, this one is my favorite. Uh, John Everett Millais, uh, the Somnambulist, Somnambulist, sorry, uh, painted in 1871, and just, I don't know, there's something about just the, the, the kind of dead look in her eyes. We're going to get into, into, you know, some of what we might be seeing in the painting, but I really like that one. Um, so, again, in deep sleep, your body's not paralyzed, but you're not supposed to be dreaming. So, you have no reason to move so your brain doesn't occur uh, it doesn't occur to your brain to try to shut your body down um, and so uh, these activities are limited are not limited to but include walking talking sitting up in bed walking to a bathroom consuming food cleaning um, as well as cooking driving a motor vehicle violent gestures grabbing at hallucinated objects. Um, sleepwalkers can even wake up embarrassed or naked in public. Um, they will often have little or no memory of the incident as their consciousness has altered into a state in which memories are difficult to recall. Give me a second. And although their eyes are often open during sleepwalking, and their expression is a glassy-eyed stare, or a blank expression, and their pupils are dilated. And that's one of the things that I like about the painting. I feel that that blank stare has been captured quite well. Um, I feel like I have seen this occur once. It could have been a confusional arousal, though, because it was just that, that stare in... Um, uh, a former girlfriend some time ago, I came home and she had been asleep on the couch, but her eyes were open and I walked in and she looked at me and I just, I immediately knew that she was not behind her own eyes and it was quite unsettling. And then about, like I, I kind of froze and five seconds later, like she woke up and she was confused. She wasn't, she wasn't sure what had, what had happened or why, like she had a vague memory of it. And that's something that you see in sleepwalking as well, as well as confusional arousal, which is likely what that was. Um, so after waking up, uh, the dreamers confused or perplexed and they have vague memories of the dream and what happened. So it is often a dream that's guiding them as they do their walking. Um, even though, again, it's happening during deep sleep and there shouldn't even be dreams. Very spooky. So, unlike REM sleep disorder, the cause of sleepwalking is unknown, as I said. Um, and there are theories as to why it occurs. Uh, and these include a delay in the maturity of the central nervous system, increased slow-wave sleep, so just more deep sleep, uh, sleep deprivation, fever, excessive tiredness, excessive stress. Uh, it may also be somewhat heritable. So one study found that children who had one sleepwalking parent uh, had a 45% chance to also sleepwalk. And if a child had two sleepwalking parents, they were 60% uh, of the time they would also sleepwalk. It's been also hypothesized that the neurotransmitter serotonin may play a role uh, as migraine patients and those with Tourette syndrome are four to nine times more likely to sleepwalk and those disorders are associated with serotonin complications. Hormonal fluctuations have been found to contribute uh, to sleepwalking episodes in women. Uh, with a likeliness to sleepwalk being higher before the onset of menstruation. Uh, as well, it appears that the hormonal changes that occur during pregnancy uh, actually decrease the likelihood uh, of the woman engaging in sleepwalking. Uh, it may come as no surprise, as I mentioned before, serotonin uh, is thought to play a role, and SSRI, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor uh, Antidepressants, have also been associated with sleepwalking in one way or another. I'm actually not sure in which direction, uh, but there is an association that's been made there. Um, and then finally, conditions such as Parkinson's disease 
uh, are thought to trigger, trigger sleepwalking in people who have had no previous history of sleepwalking. And I don't admittedly know enough about Parkinson's to speculate on why that might be. Um, so there are two very well documented subcategories of sleepwalking, which include sex somnia, where a person fondles themselves or others during sleep, uh, and even in some cases they're able to fully have sex or commit sexual assault while sleeping. So this of course brings on a number of social and legal implications, uh, as does a lot of other sleepwalking for that matter, you know, driving the car, for example, which has been known to happen in uh, several cases. And there's been many um, legal cases, which I think I could do a whole episode on, actually, and I'm, I'm seriously considering that for maybe two weeks from now. Um, but there are cases where, you know, homicide has been committed uh, while under, um, while asleep, sleepwalking. It's called, yeah, just sleep homicide, essentially, and, and all these other court cases where someone was uh, asleep while they committed these crimes and you know what the verdicts were I think that could be a really interesting topic um, and then the other subcategory uh, is nocturnal sleep related eating disorder uh, which is in the middle of the night you emerge from slumber in a semi-conscious state and then you just start binge eating like you go to the kitchen maybe you get out that block of cheese and you just go at it <laughs> Um, which sounds very dangerous to me because you'd think in that semi-conscious state there'd be, you know, potential serious choking hazard. Uh, but sleepwalking has also been seen in lots of modern media as well as older literature, including Macbeth. Uh, I've got an image of that, a painting uh, done by Johann, Johann Heinrich Fusli uh, in 1774. So Lady Macbeth sleepwalks near the end of Macbeth. Shakespearean play, um, and that's out of guilt. Also in the novel Dracula, um, one of Count Dracula's victims, Lucy Wester, West, Westenra, excuse me, is lured and attacked while sleepwalking. And in uh, Vincenzo Bellini's 1831 opera, La Sonnambula, um, while in stress over marital concerns, uh, Amina, the character, sleepwalks across a dangerous narrow bridge, which I've, is depicted here. Uh, interestingly, animals such as cats, horses, and cattle are known to engage in sleepwalking behaviors, but um, in non-human primates, uh, sleepwalking has never been observed to date, so we may be the only uh, primates that do it, interestingly. Um, so, there are a few other honorable mentions that I'd like to get into briefly. So, insomnia, of course, is the inability to sleep, uh, which is the opposite of what I want to be talking about on this channel. Um, but, of course, since lack of sleep has been suggested as a catalyst or considered a risk factor uh, for so many of the sleep disorders that we've talked about previously, I thought it should get an honorable mention. Uh, as well narcolepsy, so most of you have heard of that probably. It involves a decreased ability to regulate sleep-wake cycles, um, and symptoms of this can include excessive daytime sleepiness or involuntarily falling asleep is the more popular uh, media depiction of narcolepsy. Um, not entirely elucidated how that occurs, but it's thought to be inherited in about 10% of cases. Uh, in rare cases, it can also be caused by brain trauma, but most of the time it's thought to be caused by low levels of a neuropeptide called uh, orexin. And then finally, uh, as an honorable mention, exploding head syndrome. So this is obviously, it sounds very interesting, uh, but really it's similar to sleep paralysis, except the hallucin hallucinations are brief and they're exclusively auditory. So as you're falling asleep or waking up, you'll very briefly hear uh, a loud screech or another loud noise. And then to sum this up, uh, I had some complaints last time that I made my figure too small. You couldn't quite see it, but I uh, changed things. So <laughs> yeah, you can see that it's a, it's a homemade figure, but this is the sleep cycles. Uh, REM is the last sleep cycle. And as it says here, with each sleep cycle, sleep cycles take about an hour and a half each, 
But with each sleep cycle, the REM phase gets longer, so your dreams get longer. And in phase four, this is the deep sleep or the delta wave sleep. You can see on the end here as well, I've kind of mapped out uh, what the delta waves look like. Just <laughs> the, the point being that when you're awake, you've got a lot of brain activity. When you're doing REM sleep, you have slightly less brain activity, uh, but it's the most in terms of sleeping. And then delta wave sleep, that's when your brain activity is the lowest. So that's what I'm trying to show there. And then I've just uh, sort of categorized the phases of sleep in which each of the things we've talked about so far occur. So night terrors, confusional arousals, and delta sleep movement in general occur during delta sleep, obviously, which is phase four or deep sleep. And then uh, catathrenia, false awakening, REM sleep behavior disorder, and sleep paralysis all occur during the REM cycle of sleep. So there is my presentation. All right, let me check the chat real quick. My cousin was a sleepwalker who used to get on his motorbike and head out in his sleep. They put alarms on all the doors. That is terrifying. Yeah, especially, you know, getting behind the wheel of a car is bad enough for everyone around you, but on a bike, you're even more vulnerable yourself. Um, I know a sleepwalker who's male and uh, got up, went naked and went outside in a duvet in the middle of the night and got locked out. That's terrible. He had to be allowed in by another resident of the building who had to trust enough to now allow a crazy looking naked person in a duvet and well that was good of them to do that wow all right let's get into some nightmares whoops wrong button oh actually before we get into some nightmares yeah i thought i would just read a few uh sleepwalking stories uh from the subreddit called sleepwalking stories so i'll just do four of those and then i'll get into the nightmares and at the end we have another uh, viewer submitted nightmare so i'm excited for that all right so this is a post um, by a user called temp account 4634 and it is titled uh, showering while sleeping question mark exclamation mark Hey, the weirdest thing just happened to me this morning. So I was sleeping, and when I woke up, I found a mess in my room. Clothes everywhere, and a towel on the ground. I thought that was really weird, but then I faintly remembered getting up in the middle of the night, grabbing a towel, and taking a shower. How weird. I don't normally sleepwalk, and the only parts I remember uh, are getting up, grabbing the towel, and getting in and out of the shower, then falling asleep again. Everything else is a blur. Is this normal? Well, I mean, it certainly sounds normal for sleepwalking. But yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. I, that would be freaky. Be, you know what would be really freaky? Would be to like set up cameras in your own apartment, like paranormal activity style, and watch what your own behavior turns out to be uh, as you've been sleepwalking. Here's another one. I won't put on the music for these because they're just short, shorter things. There Goes the Milk is the title of this one. Um, and it's by uh, a user called JJKillingIt16. I don't know the details, but apparently like seven or eight years ago, my uncle sleepwalked into the kitchen. He poured a whole gallon, or what was left of it, into the toaster and ate a whole box of uncooked turkey stuffing. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, here's another short one called Gone Fishing. Uh, the post is by a user named Epic Rhino Gammer with two M's. Once, when I was younger, I sleepwalked into my closet while dreaming I was going fishing. I dropped my PJs and pissed all over the floor. It took two weeks for my mother to figure out the disgusting smell in my closet. 
And then uh, final sleepwalking story here. It's called First and Only Time This Ever Happened. It's by a user called Demonic Pug. It reads, It was like three years ago when I was 12, but I went to bed, went to sleep in my bed and woke up downstairs on the couch in the middle of the night. I had no idea what happened, so I just went upstairs and back to bed. The next morning, I came downstairs for breakfast, and everyone asked me who p- everyone asked who put me on the couch, and they were all really confused. <laughs> so not uh, not the funnest one there, but a fair fair enough sleepwalking story. He didn't clean it up. I'm looking at the chat now. Uh, yeah, I think that's in regards to that fellow peeing on the floor. I guess not, yeah. He waited two weeks for his mom to find it and clean it up. I guess that's how he rolls. I guess he couldn't uh, couldn't be bothered to smell it every night. Um, yeah, quite something there. All right. Let's get into some nightmares. This nightmare is by a user called Zero DV Gate. The title, one of the weirdest and terrifying nightmares I've had. It reads, I had the worst nightmare that I've ever had in my entire life. Basically, it was an apocalyptic setting. Everything was constantly dark and muddy, but you could still barely see. And for some reason, everything was just going apeshit outside. Explosions, screams, crying, people running, jumping off buildings, and climbing on them. It was mayhem. But that wasn't the worst of it. There was this virus called the Pepsi virus. I don't know why it was called that, but that's all I remember hearing about it. But it was one of the most single-handedly terrifying things I have ever encountered in my dreams. It was basically a mix of the rage virus from 28 days later and rabies from World War Z. Z. Uh, The Crippen virus from I Am Legend, plus the mutations and virus from the Resident Evil series, and all infected people would have a slight uh, tint glow aura around them for some reason. That's as best as I remembered it. So he's combined all the viruses from everything, every work of fiction. <laughs> and on top of it all, some of the infected would retain their sanity with increased rage and aggressiveness from multiple viruses, making them extremely smart, brutal, and ruthless. I was basically in a city surrounded by a bunch of people and I was hearing, we can't win, it's impossible, being repeated over and over while I was aimlessly running around. It was like I was locked inside by an invisible force. Eventually, I found myself in a subway with some other people. We kept walking and walking until an extremely fast infected came out of the darkness. It pounced on one of the survivors and tore him to bits. Me and four other people were, were gone. And the weirdest part, the subway led to an abandoned warehouse. It was like the size of five Walmarts combined, dark and muddy. It was full of pipes and different forms made for traversal. Out of nowhere, me and four other people got on a roller coaster that was in the warehouse. I was thinking it was an escape route and that it led out of the warehouse. But after the ride was done, I questioned one of the guys to where we were going, and he said his dead brother always wanted to ride one. The other three people nonchalantly agreed without thinking uh, thinking it was normal, and completely dumbfounded. I argued, why are you wasting our time, and he told me the same thing again. Being pissed off, stayed in the warehouse while the other guys left. However, I didn't realize, since we were two stories high, and below us housed a ton of infected in all different shapes and forms as their pink glow dimly lit up the warehouse. I started panicking and climbing the pipes above and ran up a ramp shaped pipe out of the building. 
Fast forward some years later and the world is in disarray. I somehow became a soldier of some sort and we were stationed in an unknown country guarding the border. The best way I can describe it is it looked like a mix of a bunch of references I don't know. <laughs> we then got into a firefight with some infected, led by a tyrant-looking beast from Resident Evil. They were all hidden across the uh, border, covered in ghillie suits. But I didn't know at that time, and I was blindly firing. I got scared for my life and ran, but I found myself completely surrounded by monsters. Knowing this was my end, I woke up in a cold sweat, and my heart beating out of my chest. There's more to this story, but I fast-forwarded to my death. <laughs> so much happened it wouldn't fit on here. Was I over-exaggerating, or could you imagine yourself in this situation, being unfazed? I mean, that's a lot of, uh, that was a long one. Uh, could be partly, you know, coronavirus fears, and partly, yeah, I was thinking that too. He watches a lot of scary movies, and plays a lot of scary games, and uh, that stuff will stick in your head if you let it. Hmm. Let me, let me get into a shorter one. This is by a user called Stay Weird 18 The post is called The Pig. It reads, I walk into a 10 by 10 room that is all concrete. A devilish pig-like human is in the corner. It looks sort of like Porky the pig, except with red and black eyes. Its teeth were rigid like razors. I could smell death and boiling blood. Suddenly, I feel like I'm burning alive. I wanted to run or leave the room, but I knew I couldn't, so I stood and still, stood still, waiting for the creature to say something. I had never had I ever felt so much terror as I did. The pig proceeds to laugh like a devilish creature. With each chuckle, I could hear the curdling screams from people burning alive. The pig says to me, You're going to lose a limb. I knew I was speaking to the devil. He knew I knew he was the devil. After he finishes his breath, my body starts to char and my flesh burns. That is a really scary one. That's a scary one. The pig. When I first thought that I was thinking like Saw 1, which I didn't see, but I played a lot of Dead by Daylight. But it turned into something that was actually a lot scarier than that even. Just some demonic entity that looks somewhat, you know, relatable almost. Just the shape of an animal. And it just has all the, like the complete power over you. Totally feel it. All right. This is by uh, a user called Orang Orangutan Pussy, uh, and it is uh, the title is "It's been keeping me up the past three nights." This is a pretty gory description. Sorry, I'm gonna start that over. The post reads, this is a pretty gory depiction of my nightmare. So if you've got a weak stomach, don't read this. Or maybe mute for a minute. Uh, uh, so I've been having really bad nightmares for the past three nights. It's been really bad. One night, I woke up crying. It wasn't a bad cry, but I could feel the tears running down my face. All right, now for the nightmare. It starts out as a normal morning. I wake up and the sun is shining in my face, so I rub my eyes with my right hand and get the crusties out of them. At this point, almost all but my arm covers my blanket, so I can't see, but it always goes like this. I go to move my left leg to stand up, and it's gone. Like it was just hacked off type gone. I freak out and go to check my other leg, and it looks like something took a giant bite out of it. My chest and left arm aren't too good either, 
My chest is torn open so much, I can see everything in there. Scary part is when I touch it, thinking it wouldn't hurt if it was a dream, as if it was a dream. But how wrong I was. It hurt like nothing I've ever felt in my life. So I look at my left arm from uh, just below my elbow to my fingertips, and my arm is just rotting off, like it's falling apart type rotting. But I see someone, or something, just standing in the corner of my room. It looks like a man, although it uh, always too dark to see his face. I can only see the outline of his shadow, and some weird spider legs behind him, and it looks like he has my leg just chilling on the ground in front of him. I go to ask who he is, but I can't talk. Guess my throat is screwed up too. At the very end of it, he starts moving towards me. He keeps making a clicking sound. And when he's like four feet away from me, I wake up, completely fine and terrified. Anywho, that's my entire nightmare. I haven't gone to bed yet tonight, and I really don't want to, but I'm going to try to fall asleep, so wish me luck. That's a pretty freaky one. Pig is an odd creature for this, as they do not eat humans, but humans eat them. Pigs might legitimately see humans that way. I thought pigs did eat humans. I thought that pigs will eat literally anything. Like, I thought, I watched a terrible movie recently from 2019 called Ravage, and they have in that, uh, they feed a, a live man to pigs. Like, if they're starving, I think pigs will eat anything. They certainly eat dead humans. Um, you see it too, look out behind you. What are you talking about? You trying to scare me? You're not gonna get me. Anyway, uh, back to this uh, this post here. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I like the the imagery of his arm just rotting. That wasn't actually as gory as some of the nightmares that we've read on this channel previously. This is another promising looking one. So this is a post by a user called TK2310. The post is called is titled The Death Dancers. The post reads, This is a nightmare that has always stayed with me. I feel like I was able to give it a place. I think it's been about three years since I had it, but somehow it keeps coming back to me. I'm not sure if there really is any advice to help me cope with it. I think I've given all the advice I needed to myself already. Some things just can't be forgotten so easily. That's why I wanted to share it. Responses with similar experiences and or tips on whatever may come to mind are always appreciated though. So pay attention guys. I was in a mall with my friend. We went into a corridor and the place changed drastically. The floor was covered with black stones. There were no walls anywhere besides behind us where we'd come from. Basically, it was like we were outside in a very dark place. We came by a tent. In it were people dancing wildly. They didn't look like regular people. They looked like they were dead. But also, like they had never been human. But rather something like demons. They were dressed in black, but not regular clothes. They reminded me of those native South American tribes, or how, or maybe how people presented Indians with big black feathers on their heads, short skirts, and some had created black lines on their faces with makeup, or what looked like makeup anyway. They were very frightening and cheerful. For some reason, that was a very scary combination. My friend went into the tent, dancing along with those people. They didn't seem to hurt her, so they might not have been so bad, but I didn't dare follow her. A creepy woman, even creepier than those in the tent, walked up behind me. 
She felt different, like the others were in a trance, but she was not. She was completely aware of what she was doing. Kind of like I am usually different in lucid dreams from the other people in that dream. When I think of her, I think of the term dreamer. I saw her coming, but the only way to escape her was to walk into the tent, which I didn't really want to. She walked up behind me and embraced me with both arms. She started singing a very creepy song while rocking me slowly from side to side. I sang along with her and didn't stop her because I hoped she'd think I liked it and just leave me be afterwards. That didn't seem to be the case though. So when I realized this would not end well, I ran. She followed me immediately as if she knew what I'd truly been thinking all along. I almost got back to the mall where I'd come from but I knew somehow that I wouldn't make it. So I turned around, looked at the woman in the same creepy way that she'd looked at me and said, death, with a low voice and a weird smile on my face. She looked shocked and turned into gray dust. Hmm. I like that one too. I'm sorting by top for the week, so I feel like I'm getting some longer more flushed out ones um so my first thought as i was reading that was that she describes herself and this woman in the dream as as being dreamers and she says that the way that the woman made her feel was the same way that she feels when she's lucid in a dream and my thought is wouldn't it be interesting if we could share dreams or enter someone else's dream. What if this was someone else's dream or that she had stumbled into? Or what if, you know, and I, I mean, I'm a scientist and I'm not a very metaphysical guy by nature, but it's fun to, you know, imagine it and poke holes in what we think we know. Um, but I really like that idea. Uh, I like fiction as well. So, you know, whether or not, you know, maybe one day we can connect brain to brain with you know elon musk's Neuralink or something and just invade each other's dreams haunt other people in their nightmares i feel like i would really enjoy that um but that was what i thought when i first read that um they will if it's on the menu this is still talking uh, about pigs uh, but not usually on offer Boars, maybe, but I have not heard of a regular pink pig attacking a human. Fair enough. Something in the corner, lol. Okay, stop. Stop. You're going to make me nervous. Don't do it. Uh, I think a pink pig would not attack, but if a human is chopped up into the slops, they will num-num it. Yeah, I see it. In 2012, a farmer in Oregon was eaten by pigs after having a heart attack and falling into their enclosure. Only his dentures were left. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about there. Like That's the type of scary pig stuff that I had on mine. To learn more about pig nutrition, click here. Thanks for copying and pasting that link. <laughs> All right. Okay, let me, sorry, I'm just looking for another promising one. This is a post by a user called Ethi the Ego. The post is titled, Weirdest Dream I Had. The post reads, so I had a dream last night so basically, I was at some kind of rundown restaurant, and there was a guy in it. He led me behind the stage and killed me, but I didn't die. It only hurt a bit. He was stuffing me into a scarecrow with a purple cloth on it. Don't know what it said, but it looked like that. He said if I didn't help him make the restaurant, he'd kill me again. I said no and went back to the time he led me backstage and looped it over and over until I said yes. Wow. 
I saw another person come in. He somehow did something bad and the killer guy said he put his skin on a table if he didn't behave. So he did. Then it cuts to dark. Somehow, the killer guy turned into Springtrap, me and the other person who were wandering in the dark with a flashlight. We found Springtrap. He saved us from something and said if we don't do this, his bidding, he'll kill us too. He said, get boxes, and we had one minute to get boxes for him. We collected boxes, and he then said to get pizza for the restaurant. We didn't have money, so he told us to steal if we needed to. I was too scared to steal, so we were getting old and moldy pizza from trash cans in the neighborhood. On our way to get more pizza, we were talking about something, I don't know what, then I zoned out, and we remembered about how we needed to get pizza for Springtrap. Then the dream ended, scared as hell. Hmm. Those are all some gruesome stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one uh, kind of... I can't really remember the movie Looper, but uh, for some reason it reminded me of that. I mean, just the... I guess the looping would uh, would make sense, Sander. Um, but the the one part that looked like it was going somewhere interesting and then it kind of went cold was he was stuffing me into a scarecrow with a purple cloth on it and said if I didn't help him make the restaurant, he'd kill me again. And so I thought that that was going to turn into some sort of like twisted marionette scenario or something like that, or he like put his soul inside a doll you know, sort of like, there's lots of media where that sort of thing has happened, that he was just going to kill the doll over and over again, or torture the doll. Um, but that's not where the dream went. And I kind of felt disappointed by that, to be honest. But I can't, uh, I can't make someone else's nightmare, and that's fine, you know. Uh, I'm sure that was terrifying to, to him. <laughs> Let me see. Here we go. So this is a post by a user named Jacob underscore Crozier. The post is called Apartment. The post reads, So it's been a while since I've posted here. I had a nightmare about an apartment, and the entire place was burned. Like little more than half of it was burned, and I wasn't alone in the apartment. I was downstairs, walking into a corridor. I looked into each room. All I would find were body parts, as of hands, arms, legs, and skulls. I was walking upstairs, and then saw an old friend I had in elementary school. We used to be friends in real life, but then high school changed our lives. The room him and I were in, everything in the room was being renovated. My old friend was happy to see me, and we hugged. I cried and told him, long time no see, with tears rolling down my cheeks, but he didn't say anything, only smiled and cried. In one room, there was a guitar amp and a Gibson Ebony SG. My friend whispered into my right ear, they're for you, come on, play, with a bright smile. But then he started screaming and I took four steps back. He was aging very fast, and his blood-curdling scream was so loud in my ears. We're in deep pain. He aged so fast that he became skeletal, and all his flesh and skin melted away. I woke up, crying and soaking wet. That's a scary one. I was not expecting that to go there. body parts all over the apartment doesn't necessarily seem connected to the man aging quickly um, it kind of I don't know there's some of the most disturbing videos on the internet to me are time-lapse photos of just animals decaying um, I really hate those but that is sort of like what he witnessed 
although he witnessed it happening to a living person who's his friend. Um, I don't know, maybe my advice would be reach out to them, see what, see how they're doing. Uh, you know, maybe that's his dream's way of letting him know. Reach out, see how he's doing these days. <sighs> Freaky one. This is a post by a user called GZX underscore. The post title is A Dead Body in a Detergent Box. The post reads, This is a short one. I was at my living room and someone brought up a detergent box, pretty big, and someone told me to put it in a, the washing machine. He has in brackets, or she, that they can't remember anyone's faces, so that's why they keep saying someone. As I was moving it, it didn't seem to be solid, and is moving. When I finally put it down, felt hands touching me, felt way too real, and then the box fell on the ground, and behold, a body. The body was banging his tied up hands on the washing machine, and I just sat there, and then I woke up, and went straight here, so that's it. That's that's the dream. It's a short one. Maybe there's someone in his life or her life, I don't know, uh, that they don't trust. Just handing them a body. Is he? Ex are they expecting to be an accessory to something? <laughs> Maybe. unpleasant in general. Oh, this is my type of thing. I'm going to read this last one from Reddit, and then I'm going to read our uh, viewer submitted story. This is a bit of a longer one. It's a post by a user called SamHRX. The post is titled horrifying vision of secret evil creatures around us. The post reads, First off, this dream was so vivid that I'm probably going to write a story with it. It seriously scared me to the point where I woke up in a sweat. Secondly, I literally just woke up, so this is probably going to be confusing to read. That's what I'm used to. In my dream, the bus broke down, so I had to walk the rest of the way, and there were two people following me, and I was getting nervous. Eventually, they told me that I was in danger, that they were following me to protect me. I think the woman's name was Liz, or Lisa, and I don't remember what the man's name was. I was about to call the police in my dream because of how creepy and weird they were being when they finally pointed at the danger as a last resort for me to listen. It was a normal looking guy, except he had black floppy tentacles coming off of his back. He noticed us pointing and waved. And when we didn't respond back, he realized he knew his secret. We knew his secret and he tried to attack us. I don't remember how we got away in the dream. I also might be misremembering, and the guy didn't attack us. I just know that we moved on to a different thing, and then they told me that some very close to my family was really evil. They didn't say who, so I felt worried that they didn't give me a lot of info. They tried giving me their number, and all I could remember was the area code 431 or 401. They left, and I had no way to contact them, as I forgot their number. I wanted to know if there was a way to kill the tentacle creatures, but I had no idea. Anyway, I eventually found out the evil person was this really kind family friend that I have in real life. It made me so scared, because if she could be evil, then it could be anyone. I had a, the vision to see the evil now and so I was able to finally see the creatures for who they are. I found the family friend and I saw her torturing a five-year-old by yelling and demanding he allow her to skin his fingertips. I think skinning the fingertips makes 
more of the tentacle creatures. Okay, so he, the evil family member, is creating additional tentacle creatures. Eventually, I told my mom, and she took me to the psychiatric hospital, and they did tests on my brain and found that I had schizophrenia after smoking weed a few times. I took the diagnosis with a grain of salt and just continued trying to kill the evil creatures. Then I woke up because I was genuinely having a panic attack at that point in the dream. Sorry for rambling. Just wanted to share. I like that nightmare a lot. Um, it reminds me of... It was almost like a nightmarish daydream I once had uh, where I imagined... It was, I wasn't in control of it, but it was. I imagined that, you know, what if there, you know, you have a certain number of like shafts of light coming into your eye at a certain point, and then what if there are things, what if there's like a different type of, I don't, it's silly, but what if there's a different type of light that's reflecting off certain things, but your eyes are just never aligned to it, and it was, what if you look in between the shafts of light? And you just see these entities, these beings, these other like otherworldly creatures. Um, I also smiled, as you may have noticed, at the whole thing. I uh, found that I had schizophrenia after smoking weed a few times. Um, that's just a, fu a funny thought. That's probably what the big alcohol companies would tell you, or something like that. <laughs> um, was the giant tentacles on his back his secret? I don't, I don't think so. Oh, no, no, no. I think he's saying that the, the tentacle creature that he saw across the street, that was his secret. He didn't want to be outed as a, as a evil creature. Um, all right. So I have another viewer submitted nightmare to close out the night. Um, and it was, I don't know if you recall, but last week I talked about... Um, what did I talk about last week? It was uh, nightmare themes, and we talked about uh, catastrophes and apocalypses and that sort of thing, and I mentioned that I'd had a nuclear uh, dream. And I spoke to a fellow who, who also had an additional nuclear dream, but not even the one who emailed me, but uh, I received an email. Uh, didn't hear whether or not it wanted to be kept anonymous or um, credited, so I'm going to keep it anonymous out of... Uh, respect because I think that's the safer play here, but it's a short one um, And it goes like this a brown stark windy industrial landscape I Was far from home and trying to return to it a large nuclear bomb moving slowly almost floating like a dirigible uh, dirigible sorry past and ahead of me towards my home. I couldn't see very far ahead and was helpless under it. Deep feeling of dread and doom. Just a bit of a short uh, sharing of a nuclear bomb story. Um, yeah, but thank you to the viewer who submitted that. Uh, and I was actually told that I might have even more nuclear bomb stories coming from, from that other fellow I mentioned, so that would be fun. Uh, but that is going to be about it for this week. Thank you so much for stopping by Nightmare Theater, Episode 5. Next week, uh, I plan to do a presentation on Nightmare Interpretation. Uh, I know I think I said something different the week before, but it's going to be nightmare interpretation. Uh, and I think I'm going to kind of go back and forth with my presentations week to week between sort of a more scientific uh, nightmares or the one after that I could definitely get into some of those sleepwalking like law cases. I think that'd be interesting. So more like things in the waking world that are related to nightmares and then nightmares themselves and really getting into what's going on there. I'm going to kind of try to alternate those week by week, but no promises there. So Nightmare Interpretation, don't want to miss it. Subscribe and hit the bell next week at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and I hope you had a lot of fun today. 
Uh, I've been Sander Desmond with The Forgotten Grove, and this has been Nightmare Theater, an open book club for nightmares. Uh, And until next time, embrace the beautiful dark.